Hello and welcome to Money Chill Out, the podcast to get inspired and feel good about your money. I'm Mike Afino, a woman in my 30s, ex-trader in the city of London, yoga teacher and owner of my financial empowerment business. On this podcast, I want to open up the discussion around money and investments and dive into personal finance management, which can be a great liberator, but also a huge stress factor in our lives. Every other week, I'll be joined by guests for conversations on money, mindsets, investment habits, and any best practices they abide by. So join me on this journey as we unpick the complexities of finance and get more comfortable talking about our money. You too can get financial peace of mind and it starts with empowerment and knowledge. Let's go. Hi Victor, how are you? Good and you? Yeah, good, good. I'm super happy to have you on this podcast and thanks for your time. It's um, been a while. I've been following you on LinkedIn and so it's very nice we actually finally speak. So I will do a quick intro and, um, you know, if you want to add anything and, and we'll go from there. So you an ex-investment banker and at the age of 30, you managed to reach the first financial stage of financial independence. You preach frugality and you're the founder of the FIRE movement in France, which stands for financially independent, retire early. And you're very present on social media, sharing your investment stories and you have more than 40,000 members. And you invest in real estate, in SMEs, you have side businesses, and yeah, you seem pretty busy. <laughs> yeah. So before we start, can you really describe what FIRE is and what is the different approach? Because you have some fat fires, some lean fires, and so on. Yeah, sure. So FIRE, it's you said it, it's like for financial independence and retire early. The point is, actually, it's how to find a way to do whatever you want in your life. And in order to do this, you need to have your time. And in order to be free and have your time, you need to have money every month. So FIRE, it's a movement, uh, people that are trying to uh, be safe and have money, have passive income. So money that is like um, coming to you without working uh, through investments. Actually, you have different like types of, um, of FIRE. So you have Lean FIRE. Lean FIRE is someone that is going to live with like uh, maybe half of the um, of the money usually needed to live in a country so depending on the country after you have the fire so the fire you want to have the same lifestyle as regular people in the country so mm -hmm. in France it's going to be in between like uh, let's say 2000 and 4000 euros and after you have fat fire fat fire is someone that uh, wants to have like a, a really good life with a higher like a way of living and expenses It's my case, for example, because I want to live in Paris. So Paris is so expensive. So I need to make more money than the average French uh, person. So it's more like in France, it's above like 4,000 euros. Like it's more like above 5,000 euros per month. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's go back to from the start. And can you tell us a bit about your corporate life? Yeah. So I started, actually, I wanted to do the same job that you yeah, that you did. So I started like uh, in banking in the market. So I tried to be a, a trader. So I was a trader assistant for like a couple of months. And when I did this, why? Because in the 90s, we saw a lot of movies and it was really trendy to go in the market. Why? Because you have like the news, you're really into it. You can see people, smart people going there, whatever. So it was really like trendy to do this. So I was like, okay, I want to do this and you can make a good amount of money. So I did this, but when I was in the in the market, I was like, this life is not for me. It's uh, it's really fast. 
it's not the type of energy that I want. And I was like, maybe my job is a bit useless and we're going to have like computers. We're going to have algorithm replacing everything. So I went back to school to start a PhD to do math actually, and to uh, become like a, like the guy doing the math and whatever. I did this, but I was like, after maybe math, it's not my thing. It's too much. Uh, the PhD is too much. So I was like, what can I do? So I went as an investment banker just to, um, a study company to buy them, sell them like for a big bank. And I did this for uh, almost two years. And at one point I was like, I was working like uh, 90 hours per, per week because you work a lot in this. And it's where I was like, I need to find another way of living because I'm not going to stay there up until like 40 years old. So this is uh, when I looked online uh, to find a way to be like financially free. And I, I was like, okay, there is fire in the US. Maybe I, I can do something. So I started my fire at that time. And I moved after uh, to Africa. I worked for a fund after I came back in France and I worked like for big startups, really big startups. So I took one from like uh, 60 people to 400 people. Uh, so I was like in charge of operations. And, and this is it for my kind of corporate life. Okay. So a bit of everything, and but still like financially and, and company based. Yeah. So you started working in 2009. And within 11 years, which is pretty impressive, in 2020, you managed to be fired. So can you describe exactly what it means, how you live, and, and how much did you earn to get there? Yeah. So when you want to uh, be financially independent, you need to find your way of becoming financially independent. For me, and especially in France, if you are doing this in the US, usually you have really good wage salaries. So you can put aside a lot of money. So it's all right. And you can put it on the stock market. And if you have, I don't like, let's say you have uh, 600,000 euros, you can have like 2,000 per month of like uh, of return and you can double it. So actually you can do this if you are making a good amount of money. But in my case, it was too slow. It was too slow because I had like a good salary, but it's really hard to uh, save like 50% uh, on a pretty, like a, even if it's good salary, it's pretty hard. So what I did, I did this, but the math were like, okay, Victor, you're going to be retired, but maybe around like a... 45, 50 years old. So I was like, I need to find another way. So I did a lot of real estate. It's easy to do in France, kind of easy. So I borrow money, a lot of money. I bought a lot of apartments, like buildings. And after I was stuck, so I was like, how can I do it? So I created a business, the first one. And after I created another one, after I bought a company. So, and this was, um, so I had my daily job and I did this during like uh, weekends and night. So I was working a lot to do this. And it's one thing that can be bad if you want to be a uh, like financially independent. And today what I'm doing, uh, today I'm still, so when I, um, I think like two years ago when I was 32, I was like, okay, I reached my goals. Let's be like a, like a real retired guy. But I was like, actually it's boring. You're a bit lost and you're like, okay, I like to do projects. So now I'm still doing projects. So I'm, for example, I'm launching a school uh, in France. I'm still looking at companies that I'm buying. So I'm still into it, but I can actually do whatever I want during the week. So either I can work or don't work, uh, but it's really hard to find a balance when you are, when you have been like focused a lot on investments and, and working. Mm -hmm. Okay. So for you, it was really a question of leverage, taking some debt in order to invest and then rent out. And, and what I like in your approach is that we often tend to focus on earnings, but not necessarily on the spending side, but it's pretty wrong because sometimes you still have a very highly remunerated position, but still you're a slave to your job because you have big needs and you splurge. 
So what is frugality? And, and you really preach that. And how did it compare when you were in the corporate life to your colleagues and friends? Did you spend really less or was it just you were a bit more clever and put a bit more energy of finding new ways of doing? So it's a, it's a really good question. When I was an investment banker, I was spending a lot. So actually, you, you don't have a life when you are an investment banker. So you just work a lot and you go back to your place at like 2 a.m. But on weekends... You only have one or two nights where you can go out or even holidays. So what you are used to do is like spending a lot because you're not spending your money during the week. So I was from this world. And after when I noticed that if you want to be financially independent, the first thing is your target. If you have a high target, so daily expenses that are really high, it's going to be difficult for you to reach this. So it's like maybe I need to reach something smaller. And after when you, you understand how uh, to invest, especially in the stock market, you understand that the more you invest now, the more you're going to have money at the end. So if you don't invest, if you don't save money, if you're not able to save money now, it's not, it's not going to be possible. Actually, if you do the uh, the more like uh, US approach of FIRE, if you can save 80% or 70% of what you are making, in uh, five to eight years, you are retired. But you're going to live with the money that you're living today. So for example, if you are making 10,000 euros per month, you save like 80%. So you live with 2,000 in five to eight years. You will have 2,000 per month of return. And it's really good, but only 2,000. So you just need to train yourself to don't spend more. Because if you spend more and more, there is no end. Because you can always find something like uh, buy. If, if you want to buy a yacht, it's really expensive. It's like, I don't know, millions and millions. So you just need to be focused on how to... Uh, be really uh, careful with what you are spending. And once you are, so I'm a pretty extreme guy. So what I did, I was spending like kind of nothing like during like, I don't know, like three, five years. Like uh, I was planning everything. I was like cooking. I was not eating during lunch. My colleagues, they were not aware of it because I was like um, working a lot. So you don't see it. But I was like spending kind of nothing. All the days it was like a my father, he has a house. We we were going there, or my girlfriend, my ex girlfriend, we were going to her family. So it was really like no spending at all. Low low budget, yeah. Okay, sounds good. And uh, do you know a lot of people like you fire that early? Actually, I do um, because of the the fire movement. The thing is, usually when they are like fired at thirty years old, it's because they sold the company. So usually, it's tech guys. And after, depending on the, the amount of money that they want per month, usually they are fired like the first ones is between like 35 and 40 years old. That, that's what I, I had more in mind. Yeah. Yeah. So if we take a bit of perspective, why would someone be interested in being fired? I think it's um, because we have, okay, first of all, for some of us, we don't have a choice. So we don't have a choice. We need to, uh, for our retirement, we need to have money. We need to have investments. So uh, this is changing. So the people are like, okay, now maybe I'm making a good amount of money, but I need to be safe. So all these people, they're going to look at this and say, okay, this is interesting. Why? Because FIRE, when you look at what we are doing, we're just like being like experts in how to make money uh, kind of fast and keep it for like long-term. The other thing is, okay, maybe you like your job today and maybe it's really interesting, but you know that you... You see people, you need to be smart and just look people like 10 years older than you and see if they are still in the company, still like doing trading, still doing consulting. Now I know, and uh, the people that are listening to your podcast, my friends, they are now like, um, I don't know, like 35, 40 years old. When I look at them, they just want to leave. 
because they, they, they want to live with their children or they want to do something else, but they don't have the energy anymore and they don't care. Okay, I'm successful, it's good, but you don't have this energy to go to the next level to, I don't know, do something else. So you just want to uh, maybe take your time, have a more like slow life and enjoy what you want. So if what you want is like create a podcast or launch a small business, it's better to do it if you have a bit of money on the side. Otherwise, it's, come on, it's, it's tough, it's stressful. Mm-mm. So really about freedom and choice, which are like the mentality. Yeah. And what strikes me as well is that some fire, they're very rich. But a while ago, I actually listened to one of Claire Barrett's Money Clinic podcasts, which is sponsored by the FT. And she was talking about the fire movement and she was interviewing a couple who were teachers. So not the kind of job that you would imagine earn a lot of money. And yet they were fire before the age of 45. So you've actually written a book yourself in French, but which kind of translates to retiring at 40 is possible for everyone. What did you want to share there? And and what are the best practices we should be aware of? Yeah. So actually, depending on what you want and the goal that you want to reach, you have a lot of like opportunities in front of you. So even if you're not making a good amount of money, you can reach it. And there is something else. Once you start to your fire journey, you're going to change the way you are looking at money. So for example, if someone now is making 1,500 euros or per, per month in, in France and starting fire, I'm pretty sure that uh, two years from now, they're going to make maybe 2,000, 3,000 per month. Why? Because they are going to be more like, a, like an entrepreneur. They're going to be more doing things, selling stuff. So they are going to understand. So they're going to make more money. The steps uh, for me, it's always the same. First is to uh, solve your problem with like uh, consuming stuff. So stop consuming, <laughs> reduce what you can, just keep what is uh, good for you, but reduce it. Even like the step before is just like, know what where you want to go. What is your dream life? How much do you want to do it? So I'm doing, a, I have models. So if you want to have like one child, two children, or if you want to live in this country, just do the math so that you know that you need 2,000, 3,000 euros per month. And you're like, okay, this is my target. Once you have this, you need to do a plan. And the plan is to understand how to have, for example, 3,000 euros per month. So let's say it's a, an apartment. It can be like 300 per month. So, okay, maybe you can have 10 of them. It's going to be 3,000. Good. Uh, if you invest in stock market, you know that, okay, for example, 200,000 euros can be maybe three, 300, 1,000 euros per month. So how to invest that amount of money? You know that when you see this, maybe a, a side business, you can launch a newsletter and maybe you can sell it or find people to do it for you. And this can be, I don't know, 500 euros per month. So let's try to understand what you can do. And after you, so first step, you reduce your expenses. Second step, you invest in stock market. So you try to understand how, how it works. And FIRE, they're doing all the same things. So you can do it. Maybe it's not the best, but you can do it. After, you can go in real estate if you need. Uh, so real estate, you can understand how it works. So you can do basically like buy stuff and renting uh, apartments or building. And after, you can go to, to business, side business, if you need more money. And usually people, what I see in France, real estate is like pretty big. Investing in stock market, big too, because it's really easy. And side business, it's a bit harder. And what I like is that it means that you are so convinced where you want to go and you're so convinced about your why that everything that you do brings you back to why you're doing it, how you're going to do it. And that's why everything kind of clicks in. That's cool. And and so maybe it's coming more from the US, but we often talk about two rules of sums from the FIRE movement. The first one is the 50 to 75% saving ratio to your net income. 
And the other one is the 4% rule, which means a person needs to invest 25 times their annual expenses on average uh, to reach financial independence. What's your views on them? So for if I'm taking the 4% rule, I think it's pretty cool because it's really simple. And I think after once you have this rule, you just need to understand and try to find assets that are giving 4% return net net. You can find it in real estate, but it's not that easy. You can find it on the stock market. It's uh, actually it was this rule was created like uh, in the 90s. And it's funny because at that time it was kind of safe. So it was easy to do the 4%. Mm. So they did like a portfolio of like safe assets, supposed to be safe asset and risky asset. And risky asset is just like uh, shares of companies. But now like fire, it's easy. It's really funny to know what they are doing because right now it's only risky asset in order to have like 4%. So now, for example, like I think you have a lot of like fire in the US that are not that great now because they lost a lot. So it's hard to find a way to work on this, but I think it's a good rule just to keep in mind. And after you can change it, so you can you can do the 3% rule, you can do the 2% rule. And uh, so it's interesting. And the other rule on uh, savings, I think it's good to have this in mind. If you want to do the US version that you need to save like a lot. So a lot, it's at least like 40%, 50%. And it's a good target. But when you're, you are in the country like France, you have a lot of taxes, pretty, pretty hard. Salaries are not that great. So for example, if you want to make more than 80,000 euros per year, you have this. This is the first like floor. And after you have another one at 120. But if you do good in the US, come on, it's, I think, kind of easy or even maybe in London, but it's easy to reach like 200 uh, if you do your work good. So then I would say everything in, in the US you need to pay for. Education is super expensive. Just wanted to give a bit of perspective because in the US, do you know like the average saving ratio? I think it's uh, not far from zero. Yeah, it's 8%. Yeah. In France, it's like not even 20%, but it's still a bit better. So yeah, in order to get to the 50 to the 75, it's uh, pretty intense. It's, it's a big effort. But again, if you're really motivated, if you know why you're doing it, that, that's cool. So is there anything else that you would recommend doing or either not doing? I think, so not doing, because I, I'm seeing a lot of people doing this, it's uh, doing everything at the same time. So there are people, they're reading my book or they start FIRE and they're like, oh yeah, I'm going to do stock market. I'm going to do crypto. I'm going to do real estate and I'm going to launch a business at the same time. Okay. It's passion. Okay. I can understand this, but uh, at one point it's like, no, just focus, just find what you need to do now and uh, think about it and just pick one and do it. Because if you try to do everything at the same time, it's not going to work. Like it's, you need to build your, you need to understand, you need to work with yourself because uh, it's a lot of, like, it's a different mindset because you're going to make money. You're going to make a lot of money, but you're going to lose money. It's funny because on LinkedIn right now, I said like, okay, I, I lost like, I think 1 million. And the guys were like, oh, you are so bad because you lost 1 million. I'm like, no, if I lost, if I'm losing that 1 million, I made like millions before and it's all right. It's the game. You know, you understand that. Oh, but no, how can you lose money? Like, if you want to be fire, you're going to understand that you need to understand that, yeah, sometimes it's going to be hard. And especially now, the, the truth for the people that are listening to us, you have like people they are calling me. They have like, uh, I think like four buildings. So I had a call yesterday. It's a guy. He started like he's 45. He started his fire like uh, a year ago. And he's like, Victor, I wanted to talk to you because now I don't know what to do. I just want to sell everything. 
because I'm tired. Okay, I'm making good amount of money every month, but I have like a, this thing is not working. This thing is hard. Now my couple is not working great because I think I'm spending too much time in investment. So let's imagine it's really good, I think, to do your fire, but just be careful because it's a work when you do it. So you have two works. <laughs> the first one is the one that it's really hard to do. It's the work that you have. And on the other hand, okay, you're going to do investment and it's going to be your work. So just make sure that it's not too big for you. And for other people, I think reading what and looking at what fire people are doing, I think you should do it just to understand if it's for you. And because people are trying to find all the new things that are interesting, best stuff to do. Okay, cool. Now, I really like the not spreading your energy everywhere because otherwise, yeah, you just burn. But And, and it's true for everything, not just because it's a passion. So, yeah. So let's talk about you personally and share a bit of inspiration. So can you tell us exactly how you live financially? And I read because you've been published on a few articles that you have now 14 properties and around 12K of passive income a month. But do you still have debt or? So this article, it was it's a correct article, but it was, I think, two years ago. Okay. So now I'm making much more. Why? Because I'm like a... A sport guy, but my thing is like investment. So for me, once you know how to do it, you can do a lot. So now I have more like uh, between 100 and 130 apartments. So it's 10 times more, but it's easy. Uh, actually, you can in just buy two one. years. It's crazy. Last year, I did like uh, almost 4 million investments. So it can go like uh, really fast. And per month, now it's changing because you have, and it's an interesting subject, but you have, you need to change. The more you have like assets, the more you need to change the way you are dealing with your own like um, money and stuff. So for example, before I was alone, up until uh, 50 apartments, I was doing everything alone. But 50, uh, depending on what you have, it's uh, you need to have people. So now I have a team. I have actually three people working for me full-time just to deal with all everything that I have. So now I'm more like, a, it's really hard to say because I'm paying people, but I'm making like, I think uh, 100,000 per month. So it's a lot more in the US standard, but I'm spending a lot because so I need to do the math, but maybe I don't know, like I can have 20 to uh, 40,000 per month. Mm -hmm. After expenses, after, yeah. After everything, after everything. Uh, but I'm not taking the money because you have like in France, it's 50% taxes. Actually, it's money. It's always the same thing. It's really hard to do your first million. I think to to, to make like 10,000 euros, it's, it's hard when you start. First million is really hard. But after like, I think after the second or the third million, I think it's much more easier. So now it's uh, it's really easy for me. And what, what was, uh, I think you, you wanted to... And do you still have debt? Yeah, I have like, uh, I think I have seven millions, I think, something like this. But I have nets, I have like, uh, if you get rid of everything, uh, I think I have like five to 10 millions. Net worth, yeah. Net worth, yeah. Cool. So, so can you tell us roughly how your investment portfolio is and how it is shared among products or, or geography? So you said more than 100 of flats. Where are they? Like all in France or is it spread a bit everywhere? And, and then other products like shares and... Yeah. So for, for me, it's a bit hard to um, to do my portfolio because I'm not really giving a value to my companies. So I have like uh, I have like 12 companies. And I have investments in companies. Yeah, I'm a bit like, I'm a bit aggressive. So, and this, I cannot, it's really hard for me to give values. For example, I have like shares in a startup. We're supposed to uh, sell the startup like, uh, I think twice uh, this year, but this is not happening. So I don't know the, <laughs> I don't know the real value of my shares, whatever. But I think 
I think today it might be half half. So half real estate and half like uh, companies and a bit of stock market, but I don't have that much in stock market. And for real estate, it's only in France. I wanted to do uh, some real estate abroad, but there's something that's hard with real estate is uh, usually when you do high return, and this is what I do. First of all, is if it's not in your city, it's complicated, but you need to go out because Paris, you cannot do a high, a high return, high yield. And after you need to deal with problems. So even in France, France, it's a small country, but I have like, a, so I have buildings like um, uh, in Paris, I have buildings north. So I have a castle even north of Paris, like 25 apartments. I have like a, buildings like in Troyes, Eastern France, and I have buildings south of France near Montpellier, uh, Marseille. So it's, uh, I have all this. And even this, it's really hard to uh, deal with. I wanted to do like uh, one or two investments in Lisbon, actually, last year. But it's really expensive. So I wanted to do another thing. I wanted to buy a house. I wanted to do like kind of a surfing stuff. It wasn't possible because someone else bought the, the, the house before me. But uh, this is it. Now it's only in France. But I'm I'm starting to, um, I think I'm going to this year open a bank account that is not in France. Because if you have some Russian or Ukrainian friends, we never know. And I don't want to have my credit card blocked because I don't know the French state is like, yeah, now we start a war or whatever. So it's so sad to have all your money in the same like country without having money outside. So I'm going to do some investment outside to, just to protect me from I don't know what, but I'm going to do this. Okay. Okay. And and can you tell us about your day-to-day -day life? And what I mean is that you have no corporate jobs, but you're still very busy with all your investments and the side businesses. So how is it really different to a normal corporate life? And, and you sometimes, which I think is great, talk about stress and mental charge and lacking time. So again, how is it different? I think I have a problem and the problem is me. And for <laughs> me, it's really hard to stop doing things because my joy is from like doing things like uh, making a new investment. I like it, uh, launching a new business. And every day I know how to make money and I know how to do business. So Every day I'm like, oh, let's do this. It's so interesting. Let's help this guy or let's do this um, a company or whatever. And the problem is once you are like me, and I'm sure like a lot of people are like me, in the end, it's like really stressful because you have a lot of problems. You have a lot of businesses. Uh, you are thinking like uh, of like, I don't know, like 1000 things at the same time. So what I'm trying to do, for example, this year. So I have all my companies, like uh, 10, 12 companies, and I don't want to grow this year. I'm just not growing my companies, I hope. And um, what I'm doing is like fixing everything so that there is no use for me anymore in the company. Right now, it's much more better. Before I was alone doing a lot of things. Now I have my associate. He's, he's doing a lot of things. And we have a team. Before I had like only uh, kind of, yeah, I had three people working for me in my side businesses. And now I have 15 people. So it's, um, and inside you have people dealing with my own like real estate stuff and whatever. So I'm trying to change my life so that I'm not launching new businesses. I'm not focusing on like huge goals again. And I'm just trying to uh, have more free time and be sure that I can enjoy just, uh, for example, this morning I was taking a coffee and it was good. But uh, after like, I don't know, like uh, 45 minutes, I was thinking, uh, I was like having messages like of people, okay, you need to solve this or this this company to look at or whatever. I was like, come on, just at one point, I just need to, uh, it's my own personal problem. So, but I'm trying to fix it. I'm going to say what I'm doing on LinkedIn. So you, you can look at uh, how things are moving for me. 
Yeah, okay. So accountability with LinkedIn then. <laughs> yeah. And and you have a big love of to share your knowledge and your investment stories and, and, and everything that you do. And you say one of your favorite books is Give and Take by Adam Grant. Can you tell us a bit more? Yeah, what, what I really like with this book is like if you you have different types of people and the one that you need in your life, it's the people that are giver. They are gonna give a lot to other people. And if you are a giver, so you give, you're not waiting to have something else back, you will see that your life is going to be much more like a great for, you're going to attract people that are givers too. So we have a very good network. I think the worst thing that you can have in your life is like toxic people. It's like takers. Takers, when you don't know them, it's people that are going to be friend with you, they're going to work with you, and they're going to take your energy. They're going to take your work. They're going to take your knowledge without ever, ever sending something back to you. And it's life is really hard, actually. And when you started, for me, it was difficult to understand if someone was a giver or a taker. And now you can protect yourself more. And when you know how to notice if it's a giver or a taker, you're like, okay, maybe this guy, he's asking a lot, but he's never helping me. So the point is, I really like this book because I think we can give a lot, but you need to be strong and make sure that you are not like... Um, For example, on LinkedIn, I'm blocking people. They just try to take all my stuff and they just uh, comment just to have new clients. I'm like, come on. And they're not helping me. So mm. we're working together. It's not a problem. But uh, if you're just a taker, it's not interesting. And um, let's finish with your projects for 2023. So no more <laughs> company buying. But <laughs> what's your projects? So first of all, it's so I launched a new uh, school last year. So it's just to make sure that the school does great. So... We have, I don't know, like what, between 100 and 200 students. And I think by the end of this year, we're going to do the same thing. Uh, the other one is to be sure that I have like free time. So real free time. And in order to do this, to be sure that everything, like all my uh, like uh, assets are under control, that I'm not the guy doing anything with what is happening with my assets or whatever. Uh, third, I have a small fund and I need to do an investment and to buy a company. So actually I'm buying a company now. So big company. It may be a school. I hope it's going to work. And it's a big school. So we'll see. And after this, just trying to relax more. And this is what I'm going to do. Like, uh, for example, tomorrow, I'm going to go uh, with my team, like skiing and just uh, enjoying more time. I'm going to go to Biarritz, do some surf, whatever. But just... Uh, like try to stop my addiction of working and of like doing projects and be like a really retired maybe sounds like a good plan <laughs> i like it you should um i interviewed actually an american woman absolutely amazing mel miles mm -hmm. who was talking about a book and it's called solcation or how to to live a life without needing a holiday it's a really good one if ever you want to look at it yeah so thank you so much victor for the discussion i really liked it i really liked the way that you open and share yeah your life your your numbers and and yeah it's very enlightening and inspiring so thank you so much and uh, speak to you soon bye-bye thank you so at the end of this episode i hope you're as enthusiastic as i am you can find the notes and the key takeaways on my website at maricafino.com and if you like this podcast please subscribe and spread the word thank you